0: Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, this your boy Shaq Sims. Hey, first and foremost, I just want to say shout out to everybody who's been tuning into the show thus far. Man, I appreciate all y'all, man. Like, these past few months of me doing the show, man, have been really great. I've been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of people sharing the show, and a lot of people saying that they enjoy it. So, I appreciate all of y'all, man, who've been supporting me thus far. And I've got more stuff to come. But this week, I'm doing something different. Um, I know y'all probably been seeing me posting, like, interview snippets and just different things, you know, um, of some content that I've been working on. And I've been telling y'all, like, I got some stuff in store for y'all. Well, this is what I've had in store for y'all. Uh, I'm dropping a series called Muddy Waters Underworld. Um, it's a five-episode series. Um, and the first episode drops tomorrow. So how the series is going to work is um, I'm interview- I interview five people from five different walks of life. Um, I interviewed a scammer, a pimp, a sex worker, uh, a drug dealer, and a drug addict. And I'm dropping these episodes simultaneously. So I'm dropping one Monday, one Tuesday, one Wednesday, one Thursday, and one Friday. So I guess you can call it the week of the underworld or whatever. But um, it's real dope, man. Um, and what gave me the idea to do this series um, was I had a friend who came home from prison. And I was just having a conversation with him about his time behind the wall. And the stuff that he was telling me I was so intrigued by, you know, he was just talking about seeing murders, seeing people get stabbed, seeing people, you know, lose everything, lose their mind, lose their sanity, um, lose their girlfriend, just losing so many things behind the wall and just talking about like the mindset that goes into someone who's actually in prison and somebody who comes home from prison. And I was just like, man, it'll be real great if my listeners could really like get a, get a get a get a get a get a chance to be a fly on the wall like with a conversation like this because I mean it was just really crazy like the things that he was telling me about. And I felt like it was so interesting and dope, you know, the whole perspective of somebody being in prison. But um yeah, that's what gave me the idea. So I interviewed a friend of mine um, who's currently serving, I think, like an eight-year sentence, eight or nine-year sentence, my homie Ashton. And I put that out, and that got a great reception. It was something different because I had, you know, prior to, I interviewed entrepreneurs, artists, producers, real estate agents, makeup artists, just people that were on the come up or who, or who had already come up. But I figured, why not tell the stories of the common people um, and people from different walks of life and people that are trying to come up? Because, like I said, I feel like, um everybody's story is just as important as the next person because you never know where somebody may go um in their life and everybody's on a journey in life but um yeah the series is real dope I really enjoyed making this man I met a lot of people along my journey some of the people I interviewed I don't know I don't know them from a can of paint met them um just for the interview reached out to them and felt like hey you know um I think you'd be really great for this series I have going on. I want to tell your story. And they agreed to do it. Some people I know personally. Um, and some of the interviews I did anonymously to protect the innocent, of course. You don't want to get niggas indicted. Um, and also to protect people's identities because people have real lives out here, you know, aside from the things that they so choose to do with their time, their spare time, or whatever. But um, I'm going to play y'all some previews of the different episodes from the series. Uh so the first I guess snippet I'm going to play for y'all is from the first episode. Um it's called Scamming Anonymous. Um, I'm interview the scammer and I interview him anonymously. So you niggas will never find out who this nigga is unless he tells y'all. I won't tell y'all, but um yeah, check out this snippet right here. Wow. Now speaking of these plays you hit with these bank accounts and shit like that. What was the biggest play that you've ever seen off of a bank account that you hit? Like, what was the biggest one? You know now break, yeah, now I break, now break this situation yeah, down. Oh my god! So, okay, so break this situation down for me, bro. So, babe, like I said, what what
1: once, once you get into the scam and shit, you start. And like, I used to do the little Snapchat shit, you feel what I'm saying? And you start meeting other niggas who scam this shit and other niggas who really plugged in with the shit, you feel me? So, with this particular play, it was actually it was a chase. And I uh, built it all to some nigga in Chicago, you feel what I'm saying? Just trying a nigga out, you feel what I'm saying? Because I ain't got nothing to lose either. I lose because I'm getting money, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I ain't losing shit, you feel what I'm saying? So, I just trying the nigga out or whatever. And, um,. He dropped that bitch for 27,000. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped that bitch for 27,000. He took 10, he gave me the rest. And I took 95, and I gave my people the rest. Because the person who black right there won my people. Hmm.
0: Did he know how much was actually like taken out of his like you know like how much his account was was scammed for? Did he know like twenty seven thousand yeah, yeah, was made yeah,
1: yeah, this? Yeah 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 They they look down that shit to that, that, that but My dude had you No, know, they do it all different ways. See, them niggas actually put on a three piece suit and walk in the bank type shit. You feel me? And, and that's what happened. You understand what I'm saying? So. I to meet them and
0: to get yeah, so that was um a snippet of the first episode of the series Scamming Anonymous. We did it over the phone, so that's why it sounds a little distorted. But um, it was definitely a dope episode. It was very insightful into the world of scamming, the scamming world. Um, I think y'all will be very intrigued by it. I know I was. Um, but um, I'm gonna play y'all a snippet of episode 2 that drops Tuesday That episode is with Mrs. Forbidden Fruit It's called Pimpin' Ain't Easy And you can tell by the title what the fuck the episode is about um, If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about Then you just listen to the episode and you'll find out every fucking thing you need to know um, But it drops on Tuesday uh, So I'm gonna play a snippet for y'all right quick
2: Game, and I mean, when we game, we gamers Like we put the headphones on, sound, sound canceling, and I mean, we was really gaming. And then one day, I don't know where I, but that's when I realized now I didn't have time to do, like I said, those little things where you got to listen, comfort them, reassure them. But I'm just thinking like, bitch, do you know who I am? Like, as long as you just stay to the process, all these days going to happen. I ain't got to keep reiterating this shit every goddamn five minutes to you every goddamn day. But now I'm playing the game. So you would play just a game, but you know, these damn means with the game, it's hard to get these niggas off of it. Yeah, really like that's fucking addicting. So I was playing the game, and I guess this bitch has been with me for three months now. I guess she done felt like, well, she was with me a little longer than that, but man, I guess she got fed up. Uh, I would not necessarily say I put my hands on her. I just felt like, I don't know. Shit, I guess she was in her fucking feelings. I mean, it pisses me off to this day. It made me sick. I really put myself in that situation. I had a suite. I'm upstairs playing the game. Man, I'm on a game with my boy Nip and shit. I look left, and this niggas coming up my damn stairs with the mask on and shit. So I'm looking. I'm still playing the game. Like, oh shit! But my homeboy could hear it on the on the little you know the headset and shit. So he hearing every fucking thing. These niggas done tried to pistol with me and shit. Like I said, what the fuck? So I got goddamn got pissed with some, some weak ass shit. But I had all my money laid out on the fucking bed, dog. Like. But then I'm thinking, then I left my gun. Man, that's why I tell you I was fucking comfortable, dog. I was fucking comfortable. I ain't never slept like that again. Man I had my gun downstairs in the fucking kitchen. Like and then I just had my my cameraman over there. We was just talking about some goals and shit like fifteen minutes before these motherfuckers ran in. But I had cooked some wings and all. And then man, these niggas got me underneath the goddamn the kitchen counter <laughs> sink and shit. Yeah, robbing my shit. I tell you, I took my fucking jacket. They too, put cause. you under the kitchen counter sink. Man, no, I, I was underneath the sink upstairs, but I was underneath that shit. Nigga, I screwed it back. I ain't going to lie, I got good No, I ain't know if the niggas yeah. made you going in nah, that motherfucker. Nah, hell nah, hell nah, Wait, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That shit would've been funny, but let me tell you the funny shit that a nigga did do. So, man, it's a fucking mirror on the wall next to where the fuck I was leaning to. My knees is kind of like, like, you can see my knees in the mirror and shit, so I'm on the ground and shit, but the mirror on the wall and shit. So, one nigga holding me at gunpoint. Underneath the little sink shit upstairs, and I'm thinking like, yo, just cool out. You ain't even you know? got to do ooh, this ooh, shit, yeah. I my mean, nigga. just take what you need and get the fuck out. Wow.
0: Yeah, so as you can see, Pippin ain't easy, man. <laughs> this was a very dope episode. Shout out to my boy, Mr. Forbidden Fruit. Um, it was a dope episode, man. One of my favorite interviews, man, that I've done thus far. Um... The next snippet I'm going to play for y'all is from the sex work episode. Um, it comes out on Wednesday. I interview uh, Mani Dalla. Monty is a girl from Vegas. She's a sex worker, so she does everything from escorting to um, premium Snapchat to BDSM to fetish play. I mean, all of the things under the sex work umbrella. And it gave me a different insight into the sex work industry. Not only for the people who partake in it as far as offering the services, but the people who pay for the services as well. You know, I looked at it a whole different way prior to this interview and she gave me a different insight to it. And that was one of the reasons why I started doing this series, man, to get inside of the mindset of the people, because I feel like people always have a why to why they do things. There's not just a cut and dry. Oh, they do this because, you know, they don't want to work a nine to five or they're not capable of working a nine to five Nah, it's different things that go into it or you know the guy who buys sex he's a sex addict no he has needs and wants and he's just so chooses to pay for those needs and wants and he does things that are out of the ordinary so um, it was definitely a great episode it was very insightful so I won't bore y'all with me talking too much I'm gonna just play y'all the snippet from it <laughs> i'd imagine i mean how, how did you get into becoming a sex worker because like you said you went to college um you have a professional job you've had professional jobs in the past so what got you into that profession
3: um honestly if we would really want to the way i got into it was kind of in a dark place it was kind of dark so i don't know Listless. let's, let's I'm gonna kind of make it kind of PG-13 for y'all, but they can be um, rated R. I mean,
0: it's whatever you want to. It's whatever you feel comfortable (laughs) talking about.
3: Um, I'm I'm very comfortable with talking about it because I'm very advocate about this, so I'm I'm fine with it. Um, pretty much, I had a boyfriend. Uh, I had a good job, and end up this boyfriend. uh, Kinda like I got pregnant. And he was abusive and shit, kind of beat my ass. I ended up having a miscarriage. So from that, he just kind of like made me feel so bad as a woman. And of course, we had so many bills piling up because I was the breadwinner um, that he just introduced me to sex work. He's like, hey, I have a homeboy that'll pay, you know, extra or Y the money because we need this money for these bills. So, hey, go do that for me. And it became that from homeboys to ex-strangers and random people, and it just got into a whole crazy spiral from there. But, um, I did get away from him. I haven't been in contact with him in like, you know, like four years. I actually got to the point of he literally stalked me all the way to my hometown from Atlanta, um. And he was in cars, he's put in jail and all that other good shit. So <clears throat> from him it was kinda okay, after that I went back into the workforce, was trying to do like regular jobs and I'm working two fucking jobs two three jobs to make the amount of money not even the same amount of money i was making you feel me and you feel me And, and it's like little things come about and it's like you know what i know i can make this money for this x bill and i just need it for this one bill and then it was just like bitch why are you really just working yourself like a dog working three regular government jobs and you can do one government job and just do this shit on the side. And that just kind of ever since that click, that's what I've been doing. It's been like three years.
0: Yeah. So as you can see, this episode was kind of deep. It was very insightful, too, but it was deep as hell in the beginning. But I promise you, um, it wasn't deep the whole episode. <laughs> it was actually very entertaining. But shout out to Monnie, man. I really appreciate her for doing this interview for me and uh, really opening up the way she did. She was very transparent. Um, and She gave me a lot of insight into the sex work industry, so shout out to her for that. Oh, and she also um left a jewel in that episode for y'all. For all you horny motherfuckers out there, she left a jewel in that episode for y'all. So y'all need to tune in, listen to the episode all the way out, and you'll see exactly what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> she left a jewel for y'all, man. She She left a surprise for my listeners, so definitely you want to be on the lookout for that. The next uh, snippet I'm going to play for y'all is from the fourth episode. It's coming out on Thursday. Um, I interviewed my guy, Lucci. Um It's called Suburban Trapper. Um, you can tell by the title what that episode is about. Um, he's a suburban trapper. <laughs> it's self-explanatory, but um, it was a dope episode. He gave me a lot of insight into his world as well. Um, being a kid from the suburbs who didn't have to sell drugs, but so chose to. Um, I think you'll enjoy this episode as much as I did. It was very dope, very entertaining. So y'all tune in. This is the uh, snippet from Suburban Trapper.
4: What right ties uh, Nah, this has never been told on record. But we this is real raw, everything real rap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, th- this 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 is a uh, this is real story, true shit. R.I.P. to this nigga Lalo but. I was fucking with Layla. Was fucking with me for about maybe about two or three months, right? And uh, and if you don't know Layla from Layla from VA, little little hitter, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, RIP. He not here hit, hit with us no more. Was here for about fucking with me for about two or three months. On um, some slight shit, always cool, always smooth shit. But low key was plotting. So uh, at this point in time, I'm I'm thugging. Me and my boy Hefe thugging. We at uh, we at the Red Roof. You know what I'm saying? and You know if you're from the city. You at the Red Roof, you thugging. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you either uh, selling
0: pussy or you selling drugs. No, nah,
4: I'm nah. Just I'm just trapping right now. I ain't even. I don't even to, I think I what started pimping yet. I think it was before <laughs> the pimp stage. Oh shit! This yeah, you know, before this pimp stage. So I'm saying, I was really thugging. <laughs> we at had, had the we had the moti- I mean, not motel six. I stayed there a couple times too, though. But we was at the Red Roof thugging. I mean, like day to day paying. So, anywho. Uh, one night, nigga Lalo pull up on me, uh, trying to crop some, uh, trying to crop some sleepers or whatever. What's but, a sleeper? Uh, them zannies, man. Ah, he caught them sleepers. So, uh, I'm out. There's none. I'm like, yo, just you know chop back in with me later. You know what I'm saying? He like, all right, cool. So, boom. Me and Hefe get into a little fling with some little females, whatever. He have come over, come through. I ain't feeling them. They some ugly little dusty foots I, you know me i'm a bougie ass nigga when it comes to no females so I, I i pop one his little shot or two i'm dozed off sleep zombie out he do whatever whatever i don't even know so long story short this nigga laylo comes back now mind you this late now it's like one o'clock in the morning now you already know that's everywhere Trapped dead closed, finito yeah so, man, this nigga Hefe and I mean I apologize for for this shit happening to him to this day, but because he would say it's my fault. <laughs> but uh this nigga Layla came back and like I said, yeah, he, he a VA hitter, real shit. Came back with his cousin and tried to try to juke the whole spot and uh my nigga Hefe tried to, you know, hold shit down for a second, but you know they popped his ass about a good five times, man. And low key, his cousin tried to like spray the whole spot. I think he had like some automatic shit. He man. was trying to rob you too. Yeah, but now mind you, I'm ho- I'm sleep the whole time, my nigga. Sleep slump. No, not alive. So, so you don't even
0: hear the gunshots bro, and I nothing. don't
4: get up to the last gunshot. Now mind you, my man's got hit by five times. So I don't get you. Up t- to- bro lost his finger. Yeah My man's lost his finger. Oh Cameraman. man, Cameraman. Yeah, Yes, that's that's how he lost his finger. That's crazy. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about some more about that. Soon. So 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 your man's Lalo yeah. tried to get you robbed. Right. He he I mean, he robbed. He, I mean he set it up. It was his thing. I mean, because like I said, he a hitter. That was his thing. I didn't know that. Cause we have a uh, my cousin my cousin Toot from up top, her best friend Witt. That's his that's her little that's her little brother. Yeah. You feel me?
0: Yeah, so that was the snippet of episode four, uh, the Suburban Trapper episode featuring my boy Looch. Shout out to my boy Looch, man. That was a dope episode. Um, that story was crazy as fuck. Like, I didn't think he was going to tell a story that fucking deep on the show, but he did. And um, somebody almost lost their life in that story. And somebody in that story actually died um, months later. It was crazy. But um, the last snippet I'm going to play for y'all is from the last episode. Um, episode five of the series is called Narcotics Anonymous, and I interviewed a drug addict, and his drug of choice is crack. It was a very deep episode because I know this guy personally, and he opened up to me in a way that he's never opened up to me before. Like he told me stories about him getting introduced to drugs, um, things he's had to go through. Due to drugs, uh, being homeless, losing his family. I mean, just so many different things, man. And He's still going through these things till this day. You know, this isn't a story where the guy or the subject at hand overcame the drugs. Or he's now clean and living better. Like, he's not anywhere near where he wants to be. Um, he's still using drugs. Um, he's still out there doing what he has to do to make ends meet just to survive and to feed his habit. And it was a very deep episode, man, and um, I really appreciate him for doing it. Of course, I kept his identity a secret. I don't want to put his identity out there, man. He has a family, people who care about him. And a lot of people don't know he does drugs, man, but it was a very insightful episode, man, and it was very deep. Um, I think I only laughed like one time. Y'all know I laugh during every interview, but I think I only laughed one time, and that was because of a joke he told. But other than that, man, I didn't laugh at all. It was a very deep episode, man. But um, yeah, I'm gonna play this snippet for y'all.
5: I think, oh uh, yeah, oh no, yeah, I forgot about this situation. The craziest thing I seen, man, this is the craziest. A mama ride her daughter around, tricking the daughter.
0: How yeah. old was her daughter?
5: Like twenty. Yeah, was the was daughter short. on drugs? The daughter was on drugs as well. Yeah, but the, but the mama turned the daughter onto drugs. Yeah, she turned her onto drugs, and she was riding around selling the daughter. I that, that, hit, that hit over my man was like, wow, that really, 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 that shoot me because I got three daughters, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, how did you do this, you know? Yep. You know? I think that's probably about the worst thing i see. Yeah, that hit hold to me. It hurt me. I crushed her. out. I crushed the mom out. You know what I'm saying? I just felt real bad for the whole situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you knew how the mom felt. You yeah. knew how bad she wanted it, but it's like, damn, your daughter, though? Your own daughter. And through general conversation, they wasn't volunteering this information to me. I was just talking to him, you know what I'm saying, getting known, and And it all came out of the conversation that the mama started the daughter doing it. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the worst things, man. I think, man, this crap, man, I wouldn't introduce this to nobody. Nobody. I'm talking about my worst enemy. I wouldn't want nobody to even play with the shit. And then your daughter, you would turn the door on. Shit, man, that's like... It's the lowest
0: the low. I think that's about the worst you can get. Right. Yeah. That's a demon right there. That's a demon. She's a, she's a devil. That's right. She's a fucking devil. So, how long ago was this? Is it, this just, wasn't that
5: long ago. This was probably this year.
0: Yeah, so as y'all can see, this was a deep episode. It was very, very, very deep. Um, shout out to my guest on that episode, man. I, I, I really appreciate him for coming on the show and being so transparent. And just agreeing to do the interview in general, man. He didn't have to. I mean, it was it was really dope um, to to be able to get an insight into his world. Um, but I, would, I just want to say shout out to everybody that let me interview them for this series, man, who told me their stories. This series was a journey, man. I've been working on this shit for a while, man. It was really dope to be able to get to know people from different walks of life and get an insight into their world and... Figure out why they do the things that they do, why they live the lifestyles that they live, and what their plans are to change their future, you know, because out of everybody that I talk to, everybody wants to change their life, and they're doing what they're doing for a reason, Um, and if they're doing something they're not proud of, they're definitely working to try to change, you know, the trajectory of their future. So i just want to say shout out to everybody who i interviewed man for real man i really appreciate y'all for helping me create this dope content and providing it for y'all and i want to say shout out to everybody who's been tuning into the show thus far as well you know y'all have helped the show grow and it's just growing it's going to continue to grow um i have my youtube channel coming soon i'm going to be filming all my interviews and shit like that so all y'all niggas, man who say man you need to have visuals to go with the show Man, we want to see the people that you interview. interviewing. We want to see the interviews. We want to see your reactions. Well, you niggas will be able to see my reactions. And I need all y'all niggas to, to subscribe. Um, but again, man, shout out to everybody who's been tuning in and listening to the show, fucking with the show, putting their friends on, reposting every time I post, putting the links in their bio, all of those different things, man. I see all you niggas listening, man. I see niggas listening from Germany, uh, Korea, um, I don't know. Maybe you niggas got VPNs and you changing your locations. Or maybe I just have listeners in different countries. But either way it goes, man. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the show. Um, niggas in Columbia been tuning in to the show. Niggas in Atlanta. Niggas in Tennessee, Alabama, Virginia, California, Texas. All you niggas been tuning in heavy, man. So I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. And I work very hard on this series to provide y'all with some dope content. So tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, tomorrow is on. It's the week of the underworld. Muddy Waters, we out.